Hello everyone this is Sayyad Aman and in this episode of my podcast we'll be talking about surveillance let me begin with a small story that happened to me a few months ago and after which my quest for knowledge in this domain solidified In May this month one night as the moon broke free from the clouds on a dark night I Parvez and Gaur were chilling at Gaur's place after his family left to another town We watched movies, talked our hearts out, personal lives, economics, family, science, politics, astronomy, history and about the startup we were making at the time. I grabbed my phone, posted an Instagram story and then I started swiping. Story after story I was seeing sponsored ads. That night there was something peculiar about the stories I was seeing. They appeared to be related to what we spoke. I never typed anything of that sort ever on my phone. So what the three of us did was compare the sponsored ads we were seeing in our respective accounts and they held some resemblance to what we spoke. I said amazing. Our conversation quickly spiraled around Mark Zuckerberg, Instagram, his journey, startups and the power of technology. Yes, the power of technology. We stopped at one question. How do we ensure the power of technology is not weaponized against us? This seemingly simple question led us to find out things that I personally regret finding out that gave me a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, I mean come on you may think itna bhi bura kya hi ho sakta hai and that I'm overstating but listen to this podcast and decide for yourself. Aap jitna bura soch sakte ho na usse bhi zyada bura ho sakta hai. Actually ho sakta hai nahi ho chuka hai. It took me some time to appreciate this but now I finally realize that any tool can be used for good or evil. Even a broom can be used to sweep the floor or hit someone over the head. The more powerful the tool, the greater the benefit or damage it can cause. But why am I telling you this now? Because think about the damages that can be caused by the most powerful tool to be ever created, information technology. No, no, I don't blame them for the immense negative potential of these technologies hold. they in fact solve a variety of important problems what i mean is companies that create technology must accept greater responsibility for the future i mean you all use facebook right facebook should be your friend it should not be your surveillance engine okay talking about it let me begin my first topic that is surveillance the topic of surveillance would remain incomplete if we do not mention some history and constitutional amendments so let's go back to the 18th century during a boiling controversy in the streets of london the man who ignited the political firestorm was a member of parliament himself and bro i need to admit that this guy was savage af in his time he penned an anonymous article in the newspaper that infuriated the government and they quickly suspected that it was written by john welks the savage mp that i was talking about The government issued a search warrant and they just entered every other house without any evidence. They broke locks, entered in midnight, no time sense, nothing. They found the suspected printer in the middle of the night and they took him out of his bed and seized all his personal papers. They arrested a total of 49 people that night, almost all of whom were innocent. John Welks, our savage MP, was finally arrested and then he had gone to the court to challenge the most powerful officials in the land. What happened next shocked the British establishment and especially the government itself. The court ruled in John's favor. It said every Englishman's house is his castle and is not liable to be searched nor his papers pried into by the malignant curiosity of the king's messengers. The reason I'm telling you this story is because John's lawsuit essentially marked the birth of modern privacy rights. 
Later in the same century, the Fourth Amendment of the American Constitution guaranteed that Americans would be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects from unreasonable searches and seizures by the government. Oh, that's great, but what about the information that leaves your home? For example, the letters and posts that you send. Moreover, these posts are sent through the government's post offices. What if they open and see? Changes were made so that Fourth Amendment applies and government cannot open an envelope and look inside without a search warrant based on probable cause, even though the government's postal services is in the possession of that envelope. Enough of history for today, coming back to this day. You know what? Our phones today hold so much more information about us than any house searches or personal document seizures. I mean, don't you think so? We store the most private information on our phones. Also, we are brutally honest with search engines. We search about the weirdest and the most personal things. Okay, to make things interesting, imagine that your phone could see and listen to all your conversations and understand it, including your phone and video calls. Then, don't you think it would know almost everything about you? At least more than what the house searches would tell about you. Now just think for a second, what if I have all the information about you? I could see you through your phone camera and listen to your conversations and see your search history and read your private messages on WhatsApp, Instagram or whatever the heck. Even those messages on Snapchat you thought were vanished forever and never to mention your photos and other stuff that you willingly put out on social media, your likes and dislikes, etc. Don't you think I would know too much about you? Your life, your family, your personal interests, your insecurities, your inclinations and your vulnerabilities. Basically, if you want to keep a secret from me, you must also hide it from yourself. With the power of all this information, what if, at some point, I decide to hurt you? How would all this info help me? What if, at some point, someone pays me to give your info to them and they want to hurt you? What if, at some point, I get access to not just monitor you, but also influence you by showing that to you on your phone that I want you to see. What if at some point somebody pays me to show you what they want you to see? What if at some point they pay me to expose your inclinations and vulnerabilities to them and they pay me more to show you stuff that they think will benefit them through you? Don't you think I would have so much power to direct your life? And actually so, you'll, you'll never even know that I have been directing your life. Oh, in fact, you'll never even know about my existence. Damn, superpower, no? Oh, wait, uh, not just you. I have this information about everybody. Yes, everybody. So, if I am able to give enough time and efforts, I will be able to direct not just you, but everybody's life. Wow, that's godlike. So let's just get out of this imagination. It all sounded too crazy, right? But it's crazier because it's all happening right now.
information like this is used to target Moroccan journalists by the Moroccan government. One prominent Bahraini activist who was arrested and tortured by his government has said that the interrogators showed him transcripts of his telephone calls and messages. Okay, let's slow down. There are so many, but I'll tell you about one such specific case study. The government of Myanmar wanted to carry out attacks on the Muslim Rohingyans. And why do they want to do this? I'll leave it up to you. Find it out. So, they empowered with all the information I mentioned and essentially using Facebook carried out an outrageous massacre. Wait, I'll explain to you clearly. In Myanmar, Facebook essentially is the internet and by extension the only source of information for some 20 million people. Mobile phones sold there already have Facebook installed. The government knows this with the information they have. First, they identified people who were not Muslims and were loyal supporters of the government. Second, after identifying this section of people, they showed them Facebook posts that claimed Rohingya Muslims were bad. Third, misinformation and rumors about Rohingyans were spread about to create public outrage against Rohingyans solely based on false information through Facebook. So basically, with Facebook's help, people of Myanmar were made to believe that Rohingya Muslims were bad and it was okay to kill them. So when the military began the massacre, people supported them. Examples like these can be found all over the world. Take for example what the Chinese are doing to Uyghurs or what any authoritarian government can do to its citizens. For a broader perspective, you need to know that it is not the problem only with countries like Myanmar, Bahrain or China. But even the western world is guilty of abusing this power but in a slightly different manner. Gamma is a German company that manufactures surveillance software and sells it only to governments. It is important to note that most governments don't really have the in-house capabilities to develop this surveillance software and that collects all the aforementioned information about people. Smaller ones don't have the resources or the expertise and so there is this market of the western companies who are happy to supply them with the tools and techniques for a price. Gamma is just one of these companies. Gamma software has been located on servers in countries around the world, many with really atrocious track records and human rights violations. They really are selling their software around the world. Softwares like these, as I mentioned before, are used to target Moroccan journalists by the Moroccan government, which is just one small example. Guys, I want to add a thing here. If you think you are immune to this type of manipulation, I would say there is no greater fool than you in this world. Just the government of your country can buy this surveillance system from Gamma and deploy it to influence you, yes you the one listening to me right now. And this system is itself designed in a way that the victim will never know that he has been targeted. I leave it up to you to decide if your government is using these tactics or not. If not, 
why are they not using this tactics which is essentially putting them into a lot of power talking of targeting uh, yeah have you heard of micro targeting even if you have not it's probable that you have been micro targeted sometime in your life they identify your inclinations and they first feed you with mild content which progressively feeds you more radical content till your inclinations become so strong that you wouldn't mind taking up weapon for your cause that's how terrorists are recruited for the real perspective let me give you the example of mass micro targeting of american citizens by a now banned company called cambridge analytica Yes 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 that very Cambridge Analytica that was in headlines for a very long time a few years ago for their involvement in the election of president Trump Britain's exit from the European Union and many more if you are not aware of this i encourage you to go find out yeah after this episode of course the brexit happened facebook fed them with lies they told that turkey's 76 million population is joining eu and most of us you me we never saw these ads because we were not the target of them well it was just a bit of overspending it's a few lies one may think but this was the biggest electoral fraud in the britain for 100 years and uh, i don't even want to call this a lie because it feels more like a hate crime to me you know what i have not spoken about america yet because i wanted to keep the most important section at the last you believe it or not if there is one country in the world that has the most potential to exploit this power it is the united states Also if there is one country in the world that has the power to stop this rhetoric it is the United States I thank you for joining in for the continuation please check the next episode